Who knows what Jay-Z, J.K. Rowling, Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey all have in common? Okay, I will tell you then. They have all overcome failure in one shape or form to go on to gain success in their respective careers. Welcome to My Perfect Failure. Join us as we delve into the world of our perfect failures. We will interview, explore, and discuss how our perfect failures can lead us to success. Join us and tune in. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Perfect Failure. Today, we have another fantastic guest. Today's guest, she is a mastery enthusiast and a renowned deep thinker. She is the author of The Game of Self-Domination and a host of Life Up Education TV, having built her life up from nothing multiple times, including being almost kicked out of high school as a student in Japan. She has not only gone on to finish her university education in business and economics in the United States as a foreigner, but she's worked with hundreds of innovators, entrepreneurs, and next generation thinkers in Seattle. Despite her young age, she's helped dozens of CEOs and young startup founders skyrocket their success, all while building her own online business on the side. Passionate about creating lifelong success and inspiring others to reach their full potential, her goal is to help people reach their dreams and master their resilience in life. So a warm welcome to my perfect failure, Natsune Oki. How are you, Natsune? I'm doing great. Well, thank you very much for having me on your show. Well, thank you for making yourself available. And uh, give, give me a score from one to 10 on, you know, one being bad and 10 being good on my pronunciation of your name. I'm not sure I got, there, got it Ten. Quite right. 100. 10, 10, 100. Yes. Yes. You killed it. Uh, yes. Top marks. <laughs> top marks. Top marks for a Saturday it means I'm going to have a good day. Okay. So um, thank you for being a guest. I know that we spoke probably, I don't know, was it a couple of months ago we, we originally spoke? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Even like a month ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I'm uh, super keen to, uh, you know, I really enjoyed that initial discussion. Mm-hmm. Hence, being super keen to have you as a guest on the podcast today, you definitely fit the profile of you know the the, the wonderful guests that I I want to have, sort of, so we can help myself and mm-hmm. the listeners um, skyrocket, you know, wherever we are in our lives and achieve exceptional things. So, really excited Perfect. to have you on the show today. So, mm-hmm. maybe you can give myself and a guest a little bit more of a a profile on who you are and then we kind of like get into it yeah sure so this part is actually i'm not very good at it because i tend to talk a lot so that's what i want (laughs) by any time if i go too long please stop me and ask me questions and stuff like that just i'll just say one thing for me the sign of a great podcast you know from my perspective what i'm involved in is when i do less talking so (laughs) (laughs) okay so my name is Natsune Oki. I'm a host at Life Up Education TV, and I'm also the author of the book called The Game of Self-Domination, which actually came out a few days ago, so now it's available. Congratulations. Um, thank you very much. Um, and I also have a business in Tokyo. It's called The Foreign Connect, where I connect Japanese businesses to foreign businesses to create strategic partnerships to enter foreign market for Japanese uh, companies and more uh macro level like for economy Uh, and then so my journey started when I graduated from high school Um, looking back I have always been very courageous person Um, and 
you know, I, you kind of briefly mentioned it, but I almost got kicked out from my high school um, when I was in Japan, like Japanese high, high school system. And that was because, you know, that wasn't the sign of me being a bad student. It was a sign of me simply being the courageous person that I was. I was more fearful about the regret I might have by being the good student and not being true to myself of my curiosity of my, you know, yeah, intellectual curiosity of like wanting to be different from others. And I, so that I decided to, even if it meant that I wasn't going to fit into the society, which is the definition of success in Japan many times, I decided I just wanted to go out of that. Like I didn't care what Ever people thought about me. I just wanted to explore and see different things myself. And that actually, that curiosity got me into so much trouble. And then basically really? I was, yeah. Can, um, can, you, can you give me maybe an example of that, how people t- struggle to accept that? I think, I mean, the biggest trouble, I guess that essentially led me to that position was because I became kind of like cynical about the society like I, we kind of like that position of the society excluding me as an individual really puts this mindset of like me versus the world kind of attitude. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's why like I constantly wanted to cause the trouble to kind of prove something to someone that I was yeah. right. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that basically like happened psychologically. And I mean, that led me to cause things that, um, that led me to into <laughs> troubles, right? Uh, so psychology creates all the actions we do. Um, come back to the lesson we hear from here. But basically what happened was I decided that if I, as long as I stayed in the same system, it's going to be the same thing. I'm not going to be able to succeed, right? Um, so I wanted to see the world outside of Japan because I knew that there was a place where I could actually feel home. So you know, after graduating from high school, uh, without really like no connection, no family, no money, no plan, basically I decided to go to the United States. Wow. And then I, <laughs> I so started. Can I ask you one question? Yeah, sure. So, so how did you, because you're obviously, you're still, you're incredibly young now and mm-hmm. you would have obviously been even younger then. How did your yeah. family and friends react mm-hmm. to such a bold decision to move to a different country? Um, I don't remember anything dramatical, which means that I think my families are especially like supportive just by the fact that they didn't give me any hard times, you know? And at the time, like, for example, if we take our high school as an example, like we had like three, 400 students, right. In our, in my, in my generation. And there was zero person who did the same thing. Like I was the only one person. Uh, but even, even though I didn't, have a lot of friends back then <laughs> because I was a weirdo. Um, and then, yeah, so people didn't really have a feedback around that. The okay. only people I had a feedback from was a family, uh, which I guess was very supportive. But anyway, so what happened was I decided to study. Uh, well, at that time, I didn't even speak the language, right? Like I couldn't even speak uh, English. <laughs> and I, so basically I... Um, I decided to take the business course. And then, so there, it would be my, um, this would be my third courageous decision in my life where, you know, normally all the international students, friends I had, 
their ultimate goal of this study abroad would be just, you know, get the degree and get a job at the Microsoft or Amazon, Facebook, whatever, and corporate and call it good, right? Like that's their ultimate goal. And a lot of my friends were like that. But for me, it was different. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to, um, you know, now I have this incredible opportunity to actually have the experience of working in America with the world class leader of business, right? Like I yeah. wanted to see the world and put myself in that position once again. So I, I was looking for that growth and desperation for growth, uh, just like how I experienced when I moved from one country to another. I decided to take the, some time off and then uh, start an internship at the university program that had like startup incubation program uh, stuff, right? So from there, I basically work, networked my way. Um, and then I really deeply got involved with a startup tech community, um, Seattle, sorry, Seattle startup tech communities. So there I had an incredible opportunity meeting with a lot of like very sharp entrepreneurs, uh, tech entrepreneurs, advisors, and investors. Yeah. Uh, because I was attending like constantly of these events and learning, 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 right? Like at the time. And can, can I ask you about the language? Was the language, was that sort of a priority at that point? Because communications is obviously quite key because you mm-hmm. did a lot of networking. What was going on there? See, like, no, my my language wasn't as good as me now, right now, obviously. Okay. Like at that point, I was still there. I, at that point, was probably like a second year, third year uh, when I was in the States. Yeah. And yeah, my English wasn't good. <laughs> but, you know, crazy thing about me is once again, I'm a c- courageous person. So I actually even organized like 300 people events <laughs> for one of the tech conference uh, called the Startup Week. And I actually won prize of it because I advertised the best out of all the events we had really? at the time. And, you know, the thing was like there was no person like there was a little accident there. Right. Like there was no person who could introduce the guest of that event. So yeah. I basically without the you know, full ability of speaking the language. I kind of basically just went out, uh, went on the stage and be like, hey, everyone, like with really? a super broken English. Like it was so crazy. And, and I mean, think about it, like 300 people in front of you and your, your English is not even good. Like it I was so it. crazy. I love it. But yeah, so, so something like that happened. And, you know, good thing about me is that like, I don't really hate myself, even if I fuck it up something like I have the courage to love myself, even if the world hates me kind of thing. So yeah. That's why. And I don't think the, I think the world would never hate you for that. You know, certainly in my opinion, I think, you know, I love, you know, I love what you're saying. And I think that, um, most, um, reasonably minded people would just marvel at somebody that's actually bringing this together and bringing so many people together. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but anyway, so I just wanted to throw that story out there because it was kind of funny. But basically uh, that year I learned a lot and especially um, it was so fortunate that I had this chance to very, like learn from a very close position from brilliant thinkers who weren't all about money, like especially when it comes to tech companies a lot of those founders were very like macro driven people like they were thinking about the impact of technology in people impact of technology in the society right like how can we advance the level of humanity using utilizing the technology like and it was very inspirational way to look at it because at up until that point my concept of success was all all 
predicated on money, right? Yeah. So that year dramatically changed my view of how I look at success and the theme of life. And I decided to pursue economics more. And basically, uh, that's how I kind of like um, decided to uh, pursue slightly different paths in business. Um, and then, so what happened was I finished uh, studying and then I got the degree. And once again, this is my sec- uh, next courageous decision. I I was getting bored. I, I knew everyone. I could speak the language okay. And I had my degree and I thought, wow, I'm so bored. Let me, you know, I, I'm, I'm um, like, I, I'm so like uh, striving for that. Like once again, the um, struggle and the suffering of like, you know, the feeling of expansion, the feeling of growth that experience when I was, you know, moved from one place to another to, and then also the Seattle, like hustling. So I decided to completely change the location once again without no plan, no money, no friends, nothing. And I decided to just move completely to a different location, which was Florida, <laughs> Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this story by the way I love it <laughs> thank you so I uh, picked my stuff up and then you know said goodbye to my friends and everything and I moved and I thought I was gonna figure some uh, everything out because you know that's the way it's been and um you know furious I just did that but then things came down a lot harder than I expected maybe over time I became softer or something like that but I yeah. you know it just felt so bad like I was not okay at that time like I you know it was so hard to just get anything really Mm. um and um very fortunately I found the opportunity well fast forward because I had a a lot of other stories that I can tell was was kind of funny now I think of it but it's also like a lot of failure stories but basically uh thankfully I got the opportunity to work as a business consultant in this one like a local uh I guess, solution company, business solution company. And then I started working there. And at some point, I kind of came back to Japan and I started selling their services to Japanese companies. So uh, after, after for some time, I, we kind of decided to go on a different path, you know? And around that time, I started like de-evaluating what I wanted in my life because now the completely, the environment changed once again and I needed to like reshape what I wanted in my life once again because each day I felt like the each day I was like frustrated and like scared of uh, doing my own thing like the more day was going waste that's the kind of feeling I was like stucking up so I needed to do something about it Uh, because at the time I was like working for someone else right and that's why so basically what I was doing was basically introducing American services to Japanese company at the time already, right? So what I did was I basically decided to go uh, by myself on that. And then I turned that into Foreign Connect. Okay. And within the same domain, I uh, so one of the services we offer also includes like a digital marketing, right? Like how to set up a sales channels to abroad from Japan. Like it's one of the thing. And one of the thing we include is the digital marketing. So within the same venture, I kind of like founded a couple of different online stores by myself. Um, and then around the same time, like I also had this another ambition, which was accumulating from the point where I had the chance to work with entrepreneurs where I learned the macro theme of my life, which was how can I 
be how can I contribute to the advancement of humanity? Like how can I advance the capability of humanity? Like that became a big, big theme of mine. So I wanted to develop a media platform where I can kind of cultivate the conversation around that and broadcast it to the world. And one of the biggest thing I believe is mindset, right? Like a mindset is can blocks you Mm. and mindset can also um, um, unlock you from a lot of, uh, your insecurities and your blocks. So um, that being said, I wanted to build a book, a mental training book that talks about how to create mental transformation in three different phases, which came, um, which became the game of self-domination. Got you, got you. And those three principles, are they principles that um, you've used in your journey? Because you've had yeah. a pretty, you've had a pretty epic journey to date. Mm-hmm. So were those three things that were they three practical things that you utilized and you thought, actually, I think the world needs to know about these. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, um, I mean, there ha- there's some principles in there. Um, the biggest one is like, you are your responsibility. That's like a hands down yeah. principle I have, uh, the approach I have in my book. But um, it's more like a s- step-by-step book. That being said, I, I don't believe in like this secret formula everybody can use to become successful, right? Like that's not what I'm promoting. Okay. Because my approach to mindset training is once again, like you are your responsibility and no one else's right like you you are in charge of finding that uh something that works for you personally and i'm just kind of like giving you different (laughs) angles for you to analyze yourself like i'm here to just cultivate your own growth not to tell you this is good this is bad you know what i mean okay so around that around around us being in charge of our own sort of destiny is there mm-hmm. is there in, in your opinion is there an element of trust that we need to have in what our desires are so that we can just give ourselves the the ability just to go after it as opposed to thinking about what other people think how do you approach that and what is your opinion on that well i mean first first and most like no one cares about you as much as you do you mm-hmm. know like literally like other people's opinion have nothing to do with you like today's topic today's topic of gossip might be your failure but tomorrow's gossip is going to be different it's going to be someone else's failure like at first you need to really recognize that whatever people think of you whatever people say about you has nothing to do with your life and no one no one cares no one cares about you yeah (laughs) but in a like positive way you know what i mean like not coming from the cynical position but you know everyone else have their life to take care of and you got only yourself to take care of your life so that's something that i think a lot of people need to recognize yeah i think so and i'm i'm interested around that point because maybe it's a reflection of me but i think that it's quite easy not to be able to be as noble and as as courageous as you've outlined because you know we we should care about ourselves more than anybody in terms of mm-hmm. our you know what goes into our life and what we're able to do so it's how do people in your opinion how do people arrive at that point where they just think you know what I'm just going to put me first and go after it because you've as you've outlined this morning you you've been able to do this pretty much from the Mm get-go let me think about how to answer that so your question is how can one 
be yeah. courageous to say, you know what, like I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, yeah, but yeah, definitely. Because I think there'll be people listening to this that would totally would totally be inspired by everything that you've said to this point. Mm-hmm. And from a from a young age, you've shown the ability just to go right. after what you want. You've you've essentially, in my view, you, you're mm-hmm. just incredibly courageous around initially pursuing your dreams and then leading on to wanting to support and help other people. But I'm just interested in that, that nuance of being able to do that, have that courageous gene. So see, I think relating to my personal story, like you said, I think it has to do with a little bit of like my characteristic. Okay. Like of just like naturally being the, that person who don't have the ability to not care about what, people yeah. say about me you know yeah. um well that to say that i don't care about people in ma- micro i care about people in macro like i i, I want to do something to benefit people at the macro right yeah like I, i'm yeah like i um i'm a bitch of whatever people think in macro mm. but in micro like if i have that mission to achieve something i can't i can't make any progress if i uh, keep caring whatever people say about me in micro you know what i mean okay so one of the thing is is that characteristic it comes down to characteristic but another thing I, I guess i have two other things to say another thing i do is when i think of failure i think about like whose opinion do i care like when i fail mm. you know i never i never come to the point where i say well I care what people think about me if I fail over what I think of myself. Because if you think about it, you're really caring about your perception, change of your perception by receiving the feedback from other people, by showing your failure potentially to other people, and then let them decide what that means to you. And then perceiving that outcome attaching to your identity, right? So once i guess my point is you're still caring about what you're thinking of about yourself right like what yeah, you how yeah. you're perceiving how you are appearing from others yeah. so that's still like your perception right so when i think of that like i don't care too much about what people think about me when i fail i care the most about how i feel about it like how i would see myself yeah. from the failure right and then which is controllable and I train my mind enough that I don't necessarily see failure at that, like failure deciding my um, value. Like yeah. I understand that failure is an event. It's never about me. It's never about myself. Yeah. I so I, I, yeah, I have the ability to, um, ability and also the courage, I would say the courage to love myself, even if I go through the failure, because once again, I, my value, self-perceived value is not predicated on what people think of me. And then the third thing I want to say is, I think, uh, I, I talk about like how everything is in balance, like in my book even. And I also talk about the importance of self-awareness and, you know, and also what I guess for me to add one more topic on that is I talk about invisible hand from Adam Smith, the fathers of economics. So he, he said invisible hand. He um, had this projection of society where he said, you know, economy is at the optimal when you have no government in- intervention. So that's the idea of invisible hand, right? Um, so he wanted to promote free economy. Um, 
And I think same thing applies at the society level um, and also life. I think a lot of us have this tendency to want to attach meaning and want to create changes in life. But in reality, I think some things are okay to, some things are mean to stay at the neutral. Like some things are mean to stay at what comes natural, if that makes sense. So what I mean is, Everything is balanced. So there's a space for everything. There's a space for positivity. There's a space for negativity. There's a space for insecurity. There's a space for confidence. There's a space for space for everything. We just need to understand that. Yeah. So what what I accept it. Yeah, to come back to your point, like I guess the narrative here is everybody should be courageous, right? Mm. But then the world, in terms of operation, in terms of the world's operation, maybe everybody don't have to be courageous. Like, it's going to fuck it up. Like, if everybody wants to do everything, like, everything they want to do, you know what I mean? So, that being said, like, I think everybody should try out their best of capability of wanting to be who they really are. Um, and that's why I talk about the importance of self-awareness because maybe you don't want to be courageous. Maybe you feel good not mm. being courageous. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's okay not to be courageous also. Like if it's, it, that's what makes you happy, that's okay. Like my, my message here is really like by really true mean, don't do things for the narrative of the society like don't do anything that okay. doesn't come natural to you you know what i mean okay so i like I think that point yeah i think your your goal really of, of our life is um to meet your true self which is why i use this quote from aristotle's the ancient greek philosopher he says happiness is virtue activities of the soul where he basically is saying is by overcoming your by overcoming your hardships, you are truly able to meet your virtue. You're truly able to meet your full potential. You're becoming who you really are by this uh, going through this journey named life, if that makes sense. So yeah, that's so, the ultimate yeah. happiness. Yeah. So essentially he's saying that by overcoming challenges, we will essentially achieve whatever is for us as individual our full Mm -hmm. potential yeah yeah because even the pitfalls that we have in life and whatever our journey is the failures you know you might want to call them you know then they're kind of if we have that self-awareness that you describe you kind of accept it as part of your journey and part Mm -hmm. of part of the growth is -hmm. that does that resonate with you yeah i mean without Without failures, I—I I mean, failure is the parent of uh, success as yeah. well. Like you said, like I mean, okay. So this is another analogy I use. Um, you know, we are driven by two motivation in life. One is reward, another one is threat. And we often see threat and reward in the opposite side of the spectrum, right? Yeah. Like we assume that they exist in the opposite side of the spectrum, but in reality, reward only exist in the extension of threat. So if you're facing your threat, if you're facing your challenges, you're, if you are um, testing your virtue and challenge your virtue, by mm, like over, over this threat, there's a reward for you to become who you really are, for you to be fully capable of who you are. Yeah. So that's the reward. 
Um, so if you think of failure in that way, like you said, failure cannot exist without, uh, sorry, success cannot exist. Success equally work in this context cannot exist without the failure. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with that. I love the analogy as well. Totally mm-hmm. agree with that. So about your book, that sounds like whenever, when anybody talks to me about a book, mm-hmm. I always think how on earth do people put books together and actually go through the pain of, which I, you know, I make an assumption is pain to actually put a book together. So what was that process like for you? Cause it, cause is this your first book? Yeah. Okay. So what was that like for you? The journey of putting a book together? Oh, I have a lot of fun, actually. Like, you know, ever since I was younger, I always had things to say, you know, like I remember this is why one of the reasons I said I almost got kicked out from high school, uh, from my high school, because I was labeled as different. And what's different from Japanese society is, is that I'm a lot more artistic and creative and expressive about my emotions yeah. and I guess opinions. And you know, one time I remember when I was a kid, like there was this boy who was like 19 years old or I don't know, 18, something like that, but teenager, like a legit, like a big boy. And we were a group of like a six or seven uh, girls at the age of six or seven, right? Like a four girls at the six or seven. And this boy wanted to hang out with us, right? And then in reality, so he had this like a uh, mental uh, challenge, right? Like a mental disability okay. that he, he, um, his psychology was around our age, but he just grew up faster. His body grew up okay. faster. And then the girlfriends of, uh, of mine, like they were so scared and they were like crying and they were like running away. And, you know, we, uh, we got into my house, ha- my house and then we were like legit, like super scared because, you know, we were just, approached by this teenage boy uh, who didn't like anyway so that that was the story and the normal uh reaction to that was gonna be my friends for example like she's scared legit like crying right but for me it was very emotionally attaching um experience and i legitimately felt i don't know what i how to word it or describe it but i just wanted to write something about it like i I deeply felt attached to it, to the experience. So I remember next day I, I wrote the essay, uh, I guess in the very same day to bring it to school, to kind of like give it to my teacher. And I, w- I was hoping to kind of lead it in front of students or something like that. Right. But I remember like teacher, <laughs> like literally the teacher didn't give a fuck. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. Like it was like, oh, okay, nice. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, so my come back to your original question. Like I, I always have this voice. I always had yeah. this like different opinions that I wanted to express uh, different point of views. And so this book exercise, I don't know if it's exercise, but this, you know, writing a book as an activity was actually nice. Mm, nice activity for me really um yeah it came very natural to me yeah i I guess i'm putting my fear in as a you know when i think about a book i think about what a challenge as a first time but you seem to embrace be fair i should i based on what you've said already i Mm. i just get it you you're someone that just you're courageous you're courageous maybe i need to be more courageous about the idea of you know thinking about putting a book together as a first time person Mm. to do so 
So, oh, sorry. What was the question? <laughs> so I no, it was it was more of a, a statement about me as opposed to a ah. question. So mm-hmm. I I I was I guess my thing is around, you know, I, to put a book together as a first timer, I would mm-hmm. find that quite daunting. But mm. you've outlined throughout our discussion how courageous you are, and mm-hmm. I think if anything, you know, for my for my um perception of you any task mm-hmm. that you take on you just take on with this real c- courageous sort of core which I think is mm-hmm. amazing thank you I, and I think you know it's a good training it's it's it trains you for your emotional intelligence which is like yeah. a real life skill uh you know I, I guess another thing about me is that I don't dwell on my losses and failures yeah like, I, I will just go out and make more opportunities like if I have time to dwell on it, like, and I think that's another key. I think a lot of people are scared of, like a lot of people are in the mindset of like defense yeah, absolutely. of like protecting, but yeah, I, like I'm, I'm in the mindset of like, whatever happens, happens. Let's work from there. Hmm. So I'm just going to do it first and then sorry, second. Absolutely. And I totally, I totally concur with that. And I think that's a, an attitude that I just want everybody to have. I don't think is there at all at the moment, just because I don't think, I think we were all, we're all, I think it's very common for us to be, I think you, you sort of indicated a little bit earlier that we sort of maybe think about what other people think. And we've all got this real taboo sort of thing about failure that it's a, a bad mark against us. And, you know, everybody, <laughs> when something, when we fail at something, we almost think that everybody is, you know, all the eyeballs of the world are on us at that particular second, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. that failure is. We also, you know, we think that everyone's watching, but I love your thing about not dwelling. Just going back mm-hmm. to the book, obviously I, I'm sort of excited to sort of, you know, to, I haven't read it, so I'm excited to read it and whatnot. But mm-hmm. for, for those listening, what will they sort of get from it? I think, I guess, sorry, the come back to the previous point, actually, uh, from the previous point you were making, you said that we all have this like uh, pressure of not wanting to fail because like all the eyeballs yeah. is going to be yeah. on you and stuff like that. I, I have one thing to say about this because um, that relates to the book I was going to tell you about. Oh, per- like, perfect. So, Basically, if you really think about what that means is that you don't have the courage to love yourself, right? Like when you, when, when you are in that moment of where you are, like all the eyeballs are on you mm. and then, you know, you are told that like you should feel ashamed of your failure, like what a loser you are, mm-hmm. like you're worthless, whatever, whatever. Or maybe you're creating this talk in yourself, yeah. Yeah. But really what it comes down to is you don't have the courage to love yourself even if you are put in this situation. Like you're not sure if you're going to give up on yourself or not at that yeah. point. That's what you're scared of, right? Yeah. If you really think about it. So that's the point I'm clearly making. One of the points I clearly make with my book is to say, look, like really like how you like really like no one's opinion matters. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, but and I I created lots of different narratives to kind of show you well, not the narratives, the angles, um, to kind of show you in a different ways of how other people's opinion don't matter at all. <laughs> yeah, I would ask you different questions to kind of shape that narrative. 
Yeah, which I think is amazing because I, I generally get that as the type of attitude of self-love and courage. We've said it so many times in this our discussion this morning, but that courageous sort of underbelly of who we are and what we want to do. You know, if we can bottle that, it's almost like it, you know, we just want to just like take a drink of whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives us that belief and that self-love that we think actually you know whatever's happened good or you know if it's not quite what we want we were able to just dust ourselves down accept it and look at you know the amazing insights that there always are in Mm -hmm. failure there always are amazing growth opportunities and then just go again exactly and i mean these story are the ones that make your life more interesting like without any failure like you're your life is not that yeah. interesting. Yeah, and yeah, so I, 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 I keep on agreeing with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So, I, I want to ask around life up education. Can you give us a little bit of insights into life up education and what that is? Yeah, of course. So the Life Up Education TV is, once again, the media platform that I wanted to create to cultivate the conversation around how can we advance the possibility of humanity. And I talk about that from the perspective of arts and science because there's a difference. And for the art part, like that's the drive, right? Like that's the motivation, that's the inspiration that moves us to create action. So we talk a lot about mindset. We talk a lot about, you know, what is your dream? What is your inspiration? Like to really like shake you, shake, shake you up from the psychology perspective. And then also science in a sense that we also talk about processes like I would have a guest, for example, from, you know, brain scientists or someone who can talk about like how the mechanic work <clears throat> of our body, for example, to kind of really simulate and uh, create a talk around how can we uh, maximize our performance level at the physiology level even. Wow. Um, whether that's, you know, yeah, the brain function or the body function or the some sort of skill, right? Like a creativity or entrepreneurship, whatever it is. So we would talk about that as utility. Like we talk about these skills as a utility. Wow. So it's such a, a, a cool idea. Where Where is this? So for people listening who aren't familiar yeah. with Life Up Education TV, where is this available? Is it on your website? Is it, you know, where can people find it? Yeah, it's available on the website. I also have the YouTube app. Um, and I mean, for the social, like I'm pretty much everywhere on, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, yeah Twitter. Uh, what is it? What is Facebook? Yeah. Facebook, yep. yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. So yeah, these are the places you can find me on under Life Up Education TV. Yeah, okay, okay. Something that I've written down is around how... To how to uh, find your own truth when people are against you is that I've written that down because obviously I've read some bits and pieces around you and is that something that you've had to do throughout your journey today oh yeah for sure I mean I was most vulnerable to that <laughs> like I mean like once again I guess one of the um one of the downside comes with you being the person who's courageous. Yeah. Like you're curious, right? Like you're a leader, you're a creator in life. So you tend to challenge things um, 
you tend to, I guess, you tend to create initiation on things, right? Like you're usually the first one who think of doing something yeah, and then do it, right? Yeah. Uh, people have the same idea, but it's really the game is execution. And then you being a courageous one, like you, and most likely end up being the first one who does it, right? Yeah. Like that does that as execution. So I've been, um, I've been in that position multiple times where I was most vulnerable about risks and risks and rejection from others because I would always like even if something felt kind of like not logical I would yeah. still do it anyways and then kind of like really that would yeah make people uncomfortable like so people would give me like wow like you know you're stupid like you're you're gonna fail like stuff like that you know so yeah these are the types of um of struggles I often met yeah. and mm-hmm. and you know I always think that when 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 people are uncomfortable, it's generally it's generally because, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that there's a level of it shows more about their insecurity when someone like you, yeah, who's got this courageous gene, comes along, and it's yeah. like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. and they're thinking, well, how can she do that? Because she doesn't she doesn't have a background here, or he doesn't have a background here. You know, mm-hmm. she, that potentially they don't know the right people in that area, and mm-hmm. when that they show their their sort of lack of maybe support, or they've got this this sort of um, lack of belief, it, I, mm-hmm. I think it's potentially more about them. And mm-hmm. then you go away and do your thing, and then maybe six months later you come back. Yeah, I've, what I said six months ago, I've pretty much done, or I've done. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, if you're going to quit that time, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't even start. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're going to quit now, like, yeah, might as well. Don't even bother, like, starting. Absolutely, absolutely. So now you, so you moved back from the States and now you're back in, is it Japan now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. um, so is that part, so is that are you settled there now? Will you go back to the states? Come to the UK? What's oh, for sure. <laughs> UK. Oh my god, UK will be amazing. But um, I think for now, my next des- destination I'm thinking is either Australia or back to the back to US, wow. USA, especially wow. Miami. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Okay. Uh, but I'm kind of like in a season of just planting for now. Okay. Okay. I'm excited about your journey. I re- yeah. I re- it's been amazing talking to you and just you totally fit why I started this podcast and I love all the sort of various touching points that you've you know you've you've sort of indicated and raised this morning um I guess we're getting towards the end now so Mm -hmm. so this episode for me is around people mastering their best self so for listeners what would you how would you say or summarize for them to master their best self Master, I think one of the most important thing is to not blame yourself and okay. judge yourself. Don't hate yourself. Like one of the thing I talk about in my book is ha- having a high sense of emotional intelligence, yeah. high um, high emotional intelligence, and that really comes down to the fact that you know how to manage your emotion. Meaning yeah. that things don't have any meaning, like you're attaching it, like yeah. you're the one who's creating the meanings to everything. And I think a lot of people uh, have the narrative of like blaming yourself and feeling guilty or bad about 
the certain decisions that they make, right? But in reality, like it's all about context. Like whatever happened, happened, and that's it. Like don't dwell. Like don't even bother thinking about it or regretting it or anything like that. Just like you know, be okay to work from where you are and just build a game. Like you know, it's not a big deal. Okay, absolutely. No, I love that. I'll, I'll take that advice on board myself. And I have a couple of points left, and then I'm going to let you go and enjoy your day. Um, <laughs> so, I'm enjoying now. Are yeah. you? Are you? Fab, yeah, well, I well, am. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. I'm, I'm so, so am I. It's, it's a great way to start my day talking to, talk, talking to you. So hopefully we can do more of these. I'd love to do that. Yeah, um, excited. Yeah, then that would be fabulous. So from um, where people can sort of find you, so you're all over social media, we can put all those details in, in the um, in the show notes. And mm-hmm. just around, I guess a reoccurring question that I have yeah. is if Natsune could invite mm-hmm. three inspirational people for dinner, who would you invite? Oh, my God. No, I mean... I have a lot of people that I like daily have respect to, you know, I think one of the person had probably one of the biggest impacts on me is it's a Japanese person. So you wouldn't know, but his name is Ayumi Takahashi. Uh, I read his book when I was high school and that was one of the point. I think one of the first point he gave me, he, he taught me how to be courageous in life, you know? Yeah. Cause he travels the world and he basically did the same thing. Like in his 20, I think in his case, it was probably like 21 or something. He, uh, he published his book too. And it was really cool. Okay. And then, um, I like, uh, Tony Robbins a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. Um, and recently I also admire a lot about, uh, Gary V. Yeah. He's really cool. Um, yeah. No, being, pretty, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I have a few other people, but those are the three people okay. I would say. Okay, so what we can do when we do another episode, we can see, because I'm going to ask you the same question. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any variation. You might have a new three. Okay. You might have, you might have a new three people that you want to invite around for dinner. Maybe. Mm. Okay, we'll test it out. <laughs> and um, so there's, there's something else I've written down, which I haven't asked you yet. So... How so? This is the question: How speed and distribution is more important in the beginning? Um, that's because you just want to get your name out there, you know. Yeah. Like whether it's positive or negative, like you just want to get it out. And then, okay. uh, I mean, quality comes after your your kind of like you know your name is kind of established. Yeah. Your, okay. your quality can come later. Okay. You just have to get your name out there first. Okay. Okay. And don't think too much about it. Just do no, it. No, I mean, yeah. Don't even bother whatever people are saying. Like, just, yeah. you know, be known. Okay. Okay. Lo- love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And the game of self-domination is, mm-hmm. I think, is a really important book and a wonderful book. So congratulations to you on putting Thank that you. together. And, get yeah, and then also one one other, another thing I wanted to say is um, yes. when is this episode coming out? Good question. I think it will be, you know, I think it's going to be October sometime. Don't have the exact date, but it will be okay. October sometime. Okay, so I'm doing giveaway. Um, 
giveaway right now for the book. Okay, amazing. So I'm going to give you the link to the giveaway sign up. So you can kind of like include that on a, your show notes and so that wow. you're listening. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That that is a fabulous treat. Thank you so much. And um yeah, no and um I'm I'm gonna thank you on behalf of the listeners as well because that is that is a um a, a incredibly generous uh treat from you. So that'd be fabulous. And um and actually, so I, I guess my question was, where can people access that? So if people want to buy it for a friend or, you know, we're, we're getting towards, so I think, you know, we're getting towards the end of the year. So it potentially be a nice Christmas mm-hmm. present for somebody or that. Oh, or, you know, that would be, yeah, amazing. Or, or indeed, you know, over that Christmas mm-hmm. period where we have that, mm-hmm. that sort of break, it will be a wonderful launch pad for people to hit 2021 so if yep. people want to mm. buy it as a gift for somebody where can they get that is it on your website is it on amazon yeah you can you can find me on my website yep lifeupeducationtv.com or you can also find me on amazon you you just type in the game of self-domination and it'll come back okay and, and what i'll do i'll put all the various links in the show mm. notes so people will be able to to find you and actually Perfect. find um the book so they can get it for people if they want to get it for as a as a present for christmas or something or even a birthday Amazing. present you know it can be, it can be anything <laughs> so natsune this has yeah. been an absolute treat I, I feel that we've scratched the surface of who you are and you know you know and your journey to date so i, mm-hmm. I definitely would love to chat you know do this again at some point yeah and same it, here yeah fabulous and we can see where you are on that life journey and then potentially there might be more books in your offering all completed <laughs> perfect okay yep. so thank you everybody again for tuning in to another episode of my perfect failure mm-hmm. i think hopefully everybody's enjoyed this as much as me i'm sure you have and i'm sure you've taken out as much as me or potentially more and um, you can find me at www.myperfectfailure.com uh, Twitter is failure underscore perfect. Insta is pads MPF. And please, please, please do leave a review. And most importantly, please look out for the next episode of My Perfect Failure. So goodbye, everybody. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to My Perfect Failure podcast. Be sure to visit www.myperfectfailure.com to join the conversation. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Look out for our next episode.